Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey everybody and welcome back to episode 35 of your favorite G.I. Joe recap show. We're knowing is half the podcast. My name is Ray Stacanus. Ugh, I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Valino. What was that ugh about? I don't know. It's like, we're annoying as half the podcast. It seems like, the, yeah, you know, those people that come into your, um, uh, do like assemblies at school, like, hey oh, guys, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a real important subject, drugs. Oh, now, man. do you know what a drug is? And I kind of thought those was, assemblies were fun. I thought no, they were I, loved, I loved having the time off from class. Don't Where else wrong. are local improvisers going to get paid? <laughs> Yeah, looking coming at I it from the other question. side now and realizing what those that like those that's those people's jobs. I'm yeah, like, oh, damn. Hey, they like that's, them. They're yeah. doing all right. They're doing all right. Yeah, I mean that's that's their thing. They those people like that sort of thing. We're three giggles and a guffaw, and we're here to do drug based improv. <laughs> oh God, that'd be amazing. I would love that show. What are you talking about? I would love to do that show. Stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, drugs are bad, Gina. That's the whole point of the show is to convince kids that drugs are bad because guys, we are doing this message. podcast from California where weed is legal, so don't arrest uh, it's me. It's not legal. It's uh, basically it's legal. legal, dude. <laughs> it's not Colorado up in here. I've got a card. Well, I do not. So thank you. It's my story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we're talking about Excalibur this week. A very exciting Shing. episode of G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. What was that, Chan? Shing. <laughs> now, so much to talk about with this episode. Yeah, like, I really, first off, let me just start off. I enjoyed the F out of this episode. I enjoyed it, too. <sighs> Come on, Chan. <laughs> We're counting on you here. You got to love it. Do I? You got to love it. I don't Do think I? he has to. Like, I, like, I enjoyed it. I'm forcing him to I'm love it. I'm not saying it. it's the greatest thing ever. It's no giant vegetables episode. <laughs> Greenhouse Effect was a fantastic but, episode. But it was still, it was I watchable, will, and I took notes. I did genuinely laugh a couple times. That's, uh-huh, that's uh-huh. You know what? That's all I can ask for. Yeah. yeah. Well, we open up in, in jolly old London, England. Written by oh, yes, Dandy I'm sorry. Stefano, uh-huh, uh-huh. who only ever wrote this one episode. Okay. Uh, he also wrote a lot of, uh, write for a lot of other cartoons, Sectars, Rambo, uh, Laser Tag Academy. Oh. You guys, you remember Laser Tag. I definitely do not. Remember how that was such a thing? That I they love made Laser a fucking Tag. cartoon out of it. Yeah. 
don't. I mean, there's still. I love laser tag. Don't know this show. There are still laser tag uh, arenas. In, oh, yeah. You know, it's so. still a thing. I've totally. been laser tagging as an adult. It's a good day. Um, I love me some laser tag. I yeah. used to be I've never constantly heard. there. It's a good, unique place to go on a date. Yeah. Okay. Like get I, that contact, you know, you could running into each other. Well, I was thinking that way you can you can figure out who's superior right from the start. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll accept that. I will, <laughs> guys. So if you're in the LA area and see Gina out laser tagging, let her win. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh oh, I'm gonna win no matter what. Oh no, no one needs to let me do anything. Uh, that's probably true as well. <laughs> guys, uh, what do you think shipwrecks reading in this first scene? Was he reading? Oh yeah, he's reading. Something. Oh, I missed yeah, this yeah. entirely. It looked like a magazine of some I, sort. I was, I was very curious. Probably a play. What did it say? It didn't say anything. Oh, it was just some sort of magazine. It, I, I looked like a book to me, but shipwreck I, doesn't read. I books. really just, I really was. That's why I'm interested. I feel like it would give us a lot of insight into his mind. Uh, can you actually? Can you explain this to me? Because uh, I, sure, I don't really understand why uh, this. Could they not afford um, God Save the Queen? No. Oh, they definitely couldn't. Like, it's 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 in the public domain. But if you keep- there's no reason they couldn't have just finished that da 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 da. da. They wanted to GI Joe it. But now. I was going to say, if you continue the song a little bit further, it it lo- it it vamps into the GI Joe theme. Yeah, that's why. It doesn't vamp. It just like well, it just does this. Yeah, and then we start the theme music. And I it's think, great. I think they, yeah, I think they did it to to mesh it with the with the GI Joe music. I think it works. That's Me all too. I'm trying to say. Me too. So we learn in all London right. that one, we have anti cobra radar system that's going to protect all the British Isles from yep. cobra. It Which, only detects cobra. Yeah. Only my, cobras. my immediate question for this episode is why not put those everywhere? Uh, because they only have one apparently, and London is the one place we got to <sighs> save. I mean, I guess it's because. Cobra apparently likes to sneak attack specifically the British Isles. That's also what I was wondering. If I was Cobra, I would be like, all right, cool. Let's just avoid that area. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wouldn't care. I would be like, oh, they only have one and it's only for the British Isles. I'll go to any number of other places. But later on, Cobra Commander is like, I want to sneak attack the British Isles. I can't do that. This is a problem. Because he's a child. And well, he's yeah. he can't have something, that's what he wants. And that's just it. The only reason they put it there is because now that's all that Cobra wants to do, and they can keep them occupied for a while. Yeah. But, like, what's going on in Wales that Destro and Cobra Commander really got to get a handle on? I don't know. It's just a little bit bizarre. Uh, also, the return of a character that we have not seen in quite a few episodes, Gina. Polly the parrot. Yeah. He, I just wrote here, Polly, we missed you. This This episode was filled with animals. One oh, of the yeah. reasons I liked it. Filled. Filled with them, I say. <laughs> filled to the brim. <laughs> yeah, Polly just squawking and having a back and forth with Shipwreck. And I just thought to myself, oh, Gina's got to be loving it. I mean, every every animal that could be in here was in here except for Timber. Kind of. This is also one of those rare Flint and Duke episodes. Yeah. 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 It's kind of weird. We're hanging out the whole time. Yeah. It is weird because I can only keep one of them. Keep track of one of them. I mean, <laughs> obviously, Duke is the inferior one. And um, when you see him together like that, it's just really... Sorry, fans of Duke out there. Your <laughs> yeah. day in the sun is over. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're a fan of any of these characters, your day in the sun was over 15 years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> uh, definitely, though, if I had to choose between Duke and Flint, 
I will take Flint only because I know that he's probably not going to go into a coma in the episode at any point. I mean, Flint is just more interesting. We've established that he is the more dynamic, interesting guy, whereas Duke is the is he's he's just got nothing going on. Like well, if you're going to date one of them, you're going to date Flint. Yeah, Duke's the guy who's like the quarterback of the high school football team. He's mm. homecoming king. You know, he's the guy who's going to win all the awards. He's the one getting into the Ivy League school. But at a certain point, all that perfection does get boring. Yeah, and Flint's got a little edge. Flint does have a little edge. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like that he just he hangs out with that vest. <laughs> and he lives in that really tall building from the Games Master. Yeah. With yeah. the elevator. Yeah. Tallest building in the world. Uh, so Duke's flying in a plane and he's got a bogey on his tail. And he pulls the really sweet 360 maneuver to get in behind and blow him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Storm Shadow's flying a plane. Was that weird? And the what? And the what? Why is Storm Shadow flying a fucking plane? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it. I didn't get it either. Yeah. Oh. I just Well, I know why in hindsight, because that's how the episode had to go, because he had to crash into the lake. Yeah. And he has he couldn't have, he could have just been in the plane or something. But it was just bizarre. They go to like Wild Weasel and Duke and all these people that are like mm-hmm. normal flying planes. Yep. And then all of a sudden cut over to be like, I'm the ninja. I fly too. <laughs> maybe he was like, maybe today he was like, you guys, you rely on me for so much ninja stuff, but I can do other things too. Why don't you let me fly? Yeah, I signed up with the intention of uh, expanding my uh, um, my skills base. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you move me into another position, and I mean, of course, it didn't even work out very well. I know he's never um, going to get. They're never going to let him do that again. They're going to say stick to ninja stuff. Uh, I would say uh, <laughs> two things. Two things. One, um, we have now learned uh, that this is definitely. 100%. There's a cobra at your back door. Yeah. About butt sex. Boy. Because Duke yep. is just all... Yep. Um, but also, another fun thing is that uh, right after that, we get um, one reason why Storm Shadow should be in a jet. Okay. Yeah, to become one with the universe, Joe. That's a real zen sentiment to be yeah. having as you're shooting yeah, down people's dogfights. Well, Prepare to become one with the universe, Joe. Really, when you're about to murder someone in a plane, you really want to be channeling Buddha in that moment. Mm-hmm. If you I, have a choice. I'd like someone to make a gif of... A gif? A gif. What's a gif? I'm not familiar with that. I like to say gif. <clears throat> you realize that the creator of the format pronounces it gif. I don't care. Yeah. I like gif. Spoken like people who say gif. <laughs> Just like our first great president, like George G. Washington. Actually, it's closer to my name, so I should like gif better. But it's too much like the peanut butter. And then I get confused if you're talking about that or the peanut butter. Well, Gina, uh, go ahead and move on. At What's no your... point during the show someone... will we be talking about peanut butter. I want someone to make a gif gif of <laughs> the the quote from the last episode of, are you ready for something hot down your throat? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're knocking at our back door. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, then set, and then have the image be, what's his face pulling at that ice dick? Alpine pulling at the ice <laughs> dick. Alpine pulling at that ice the dick. Viper is just coming. over and over and over again. <laughs> and you just hear those two lines of audio. Okay, internet. Ball's in your court Make now. Make it happen. Make, Make it, it happen. happen. I don't know how these things work. Just don't have audio, right, Gina? That's called a video? Well, I would a like video. a YouTube video. <laughs> They'll find a way. They'll, it's the internet. They'll figure it out. They'll figure Look, we just we offer the challenges figure and then it don't out. rise Reddit them. and 4chan. I know things. <laughs> I know how things work. Take that. 
corners of the internet that usually don't have a spotlight shown on them. I feel like we don't want to. Uh, I don't want to mess attract with 4chan attention or 4chan no. or Reddit. No. All right, I've already been as, on Reddit so. as little as possible, <laughs> if possible. Uh, so Storm Shadow gets crashed out because Duke says, uh, n- "Now you see me, now you don't." Destiny. Now I fly away, oh. thy pity. See, love it. I am a ghost. Storm Shadow is is very weirdly. He's very weirdly cool with the fact that there is a lady underwater. Yeah. He goes down there. He does not bat an eyelash. He's like, well, there she is. Yeah, he's got a sword. I'll uh, I'll (laughs) take that, I guess. Is he now the king of England? That was my big question. Also, why didn't he have to? Like, it's, I mean, typically in the myth, it has to go to someone worthy. Mm -hmm. Oh, Storm Shadow's worthy. I mean, but who's more worthy than no, Storm Shadow? Because usually dude, it's like worthy worthiness in terms of like pureness of heart. He's because, pure. Look at him; he's wearing all white. Thank you. And it's after Labor Day. But he just takes that shit like he like it's like it's his. Well, it's that on a lady, table. I will say that lady guarding it is not doing a good job. The lady of the lake. She has one. You're calling job. out the lady of the lake. Yeah, she has one job. Damn. Jeez, she will she's, fuck she's you up. She's gonna come kill me in my sleep, isn't she? Mm-hmm. If I drown in bed and they can't figure it out tonight, guys, it's her. Yeah. Tell them, avenge my death. I mean, <laughs> this is really setting a uh, uh, women's lib back decades. <laughs> Saying the woman in the lake uh, guarding swords can't do a good job because she's a woman. I mean, do you think that like... Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of what, government. That's what I was going to say. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate for the masses. Oh, Not for some farcical aquatic ceremony. I'm okay. just saying if it was the knight from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, mm-hmm. and if he was underwater... And Storm <laughs> Shadow came up, he would be like, I mean, bitch, you got to prove that you're worthy first. If you're underwater, he'd be like... <laughs> because he would be dead. <laughs> he would have drowned. Uh, he drank from the cup of life, so pretty sure he'd be dead. That shit doesn't give you scuba powers. <laughs> but yeah, I, I used to think it does. We are in the middle of election season right now, and like you said, Chan, Monty Python taught us nothing if not that Storm Shadow should now be like king of all of the British Isles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has the sword. I've seen television before. Mm-hmm. That sword makes a lot of weird noises, by the way. Oh, yeah, it, it does. It really does. Like, it switches between, like, there's definitely a lightsaber noise at some point. Absolutely. And then there's just, like, a shing noise. Here's, well, here's the, I think the first time it comes out of the water, it does this. That is I'm not like, a sword noise. That's like a, that's like a, a mechanical porpoise noise. <laughs> that's, that's like when you when you put a mechanical porpoise in the water to lure other porpoises towards you. That's the noise it makes. Well, I- <laughs> yep, there's a second one. It's the same noise. But at some point, there's a lightsaber. Weirdly enough, oh, yeah. I think that's the same sound Chan gets when he gets a boner. <laughs> nope, mine's... Oh, my bad. And this magic sword, as we've already said a million times, is Excalibur. The sword of King Arthur's legends, because it is. Yep. And I mean, if you find a sword at the bottom of a lake in uh, Great Britain, odds are pretty good. It's going to be Excalibur. And if there's a woman just hanging around by yeah. there, I um, would I, may, call me polite, but I, if I found that sword, I would be like, "Hey, uh, lady that I just saw under here, I'm going to take this. So please don't do anything weird to me. If you want it back, just find a way to let me know." Well, they did find a way to let him know. Uh, it, as on the nose as it gets that when Storm Shadow steals the sword, a storm hits. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just surprised there weren't giant shadows that immediately hit everybody afterwards. I feel like there were some, there were some, there was parting of clouds that made shadows. Here's the it thing. It works for me. Uh-huh. She was right there. She was. She was looking at the sword and looking at him. And he walked right up, swam right up. And it, it was like taking this and she was like, 
This cool, is yeah, what man. I'm yeah. saying. She has cool. one job. She's she, definitely going to get fired after <laughs> this. She was kind of waving him in, too, like, hey, look over here. Yeah. Sword. Yeah. Sword, if you want it, I won't stop you. Yeah. I'm the lady of the lurch. She's doing a terrible job. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> or she's just one of those drama queens. It's like, oh, fine. Okay, well, now I'm going to start a storm. Like, I could have stopped. She could have just stopped him. But no, she would rather mm-hmm. do this whole thing and drown the entire British Isles. Yeah. But then she can't use her wicked storm power. So uh-huh. I think if you are a storm from the X-Men... You don't want to live in a world, you know, where you can't just do that stuff. You don't want to have a power and never use it. That actually is part of Storm's backstory from the 90s cartoon is that at some point her powers get out of control and she can't control the weather anymore. And she goes to a different uh, a, a different planet. And there's a guy that's like, no, unleash your inner powers, lady. And then he, and he's like super dreamy. So she's like, okay. Yeah. And then she unleashes, and she like can't control it anymore. And then she realizes he's manipulating her. Uh oh, mm-hmm. on X Men, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, they decide. This is where I said before the village from Jim Cotta. If you've ever seen the movie. Are we familiar with Jim Cotta at all? I okay. know of it. The one person in the crowd who knows what I'm talking about <laughs> thought that shit was on point right now <laughs> because they go to this magic village and in Jim Cotta, it's, it, it, basically it's like a, 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 an action movie about a guy who was an Olympic gymnast. So they go to this Eastern European town with buildings and a big town square where there's just like a pommel horse in the center of town and there's trapeze bars everywhere. So he could just always just do gymnastics no matter where in the town he goes. I'm got, Guys, look it up. This shit's on point. Is this... Where Tomex and Zaymot are from? <laughs> you know what? Yes. I will absolutely say that. And then this is the first time the sword makes a lightsaber noise. Hold on. Because Storm Shadow sneaks in to steal the anti-Cobra radar system. I actually have this. You're yep. not going to tell me that's not a lightsaber. That is a lightsaber. A lightsaber noise. Well, no, we've heard, definitely heard uh, Star Wars ship noises. Sure. Early in the season. So there's yeah. no... Yeah, they absolutely steal. So, so far, it's mechanical porpoise, then lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite Storm Shadow quotes of all time, a quote I still say today, whenever like something good happens to me, I channel this episode of G.I. Joe in my head as Storm Shadow says, the fates have smiled upon me this day. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's like just taken from something so else, powerful. Isn't it? No? Maybe. Uh, no. I will say beyond a reasonable doubt, <laughs> this is the first time it's ever been said. All right. Um, I also, love that quote. Love it. There, uh, this this one here actually made me laugh. Like I actually marked it off. A legitimate chuckle. The eye sees much. The mind fails to comprehend. You ever thought of going into the fortune cookie business? Yep. I have to say, that's I, not racist. The the combination well, quick kick said it. of quick kick and spirit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed quite a bit. I have it written yeah. down right over here. This is my new favorite power team in GI Joe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was on board with this because he's doing like the old mystical, uh, you know, uh, um, whatever, like a um, the medicine man thing, and quick kick knows what's up. Because he's watched kung fu movies, uh-huh. and you just transliterate that into Pai Mei, like your ancient kung fu masters that just have crazy Zen shit to say. But, so he's like, "Yeah, they're both sharp, though. That's the thing is, neither of them is like ever plays dumb, mm-hmm. and you know, and you've kind of got this to do that with the medicine man character, but have him be sharp, being like." I know you're saying like crazy Western stuff, and here's how I'm going to like relate it to what I know, and it's still going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely and they, and they both are the two people 
that I know about, the only two people outside of Snake Eyes, that Storm Shadow actually will bring himself to fight. Yeah. Yep. He will fight both of them. I, I love the new power team. If this was a couple, uh, I would call them uh, Quicket. Like quick we put it, the names together. Quicket. Quicket. Do run, 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 a do jump hop. <laughs> a do jump hop. There's, there's a 90s. It's Kick a- It. Yeah. Bop it. Oh, no, bop no, it's a different no. one. You're thinking of bop it. No, oh. kick is the one that attaches to your no, ankle. No, it's called skip it. Skip it. Skip, skip it. it. Skip yeah. it. Do run, do jump, do hop, hop. Really? Yes. Yep. And it's literally, it's, 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 it's a thing on a stick that you tie around your ankle and you spin it around and then jump over it like a jump rope. I used to use, the, and it has a counter on it. Yes, it does. Oh, and, and the commercial goes, and the very best part of all, there's, there's a, a counter, counter on, on this ball. ball. Come get around, well, the, I'm not going to so play the try and beat your very no, best score. Do it, see if you can we're skip doing it a, a whole podcast, Gina. We don't have time to go through all I of just, your nostalgic bullshit. I just bullshit. wanted to hear the do run, do jump, Wait a minute. do hop, hop. This whole show is n- full of nostalgic <laughs> bullshit. What are you talking about, Chan? <laughs> but this is slightly, this is slightly newer, so it makes Chan feel old. Uh, you know what? Yes. I used to have the crap out of a skip it, guys. I used to do it on my back porch. What about a pogo ball? Had that pogo too. Ball? Yeah. Had that too. That Had them one. all. So getting back to the episode. <laughs> Can we talk about uh, how many times Storm Shadow does this? <laughs> oh, gosh. A hundred thousand in this one episode like alone. Like weird ass screams. Um, you gotta let it out. <laughs> oh, while he's like attacking, you mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's most of the time he's all like, you shouldn't be here. You gotta be. But that's and what's then, so scary and then about he it. Because he's so reserved all the time. Yeah. And then when he's just like, he lulls you into this false sense of security. And then when he goes to attack, when he just goes like all maniacal and screaming, like that's got to be fucking terrifying. Guys, can we get to my favorite character of the episode already? Besides Polly? <laughs> besides Polly. Are you talking about... Oh, besides the kitty, besides Polly. Okay, well, here's okay, the deal. Yeah. I know exactly where you're going now. Let me do one oh, thing Jesus. first, because we have a plot point that we have to make sure we... Storm Shadow cuts the ends off their guns and has a motorcycle chase with Footloose, who we just met a couple episodes ago on Know Your Joe. Does not know how guns work? He does if not. If you cut the tip off, they'll still fire. No, apparently they will not. That's mm. not how laser guns work. Mm. Uh, Footloose gets carried for miles out of town. Just being dragged behind this it's motorcycle. Not even dragged. He is straight up flying. He is flying like a kite. This is like this is like what little kids think. This is what I used to think. If you push the merry-go-round fast enough, and then you no. jump and kick your legs up, that you would fly behind it. And this episode is is proves that proofs. It's pr- <laughs> proof is in when the pudding. In, in actuality, his he, his legs would be dragged behind him. One of them would probably get caught in the tire, and he would be terribly mangled. Oh, he mm. would be ripped apart, like as if being pulled apart by wild horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would not end well for Footloose, but. Here he just they crashed the motorcycle on top of it all, and he's fine. Storm Shadow cuts the motorcycle yeah. in half, puts him over his shoulder, and just kind of like doop de doop. Cobra Commander gonna interrogate him. Ha-ha. I've been watching too much Sons of Anarchy, and when he ah. it, when he goes up to him and has the sword, I thought I for a split second I was like, please just shove shove it slowly into his ear, because <laughs> that happens a lot on Sons of Anarchy, wow. guys. Uh, I was not aware. I have no interest in watching that show anymore. It's, now I it's do. Terrifying. <laughs> Uh, so, Gina, who's your favorite character in this episode? Because he shows up in the next scene. His name is Beamish. Beamish, the Scottish Irish. The Irish, Scottish? What is he? He's is, wearing a kilt. I guess he's Scottish. I, his whole character was very confusing to me because at first I thought he was a magic man. 
because he, he sort of is right he disappears but then right. later he's like he he's like nah i'm not i'm just a normal guy yeah i mean to be fair all he had to do was just like <laughs> just leave walk the, like yeah, eight yeah. inches to the left <laughs> and then he's out of the doorway but they set it up like everyone's like whoa where'd he go gi joe's lack uh object permanence <laughs> i think they blinked and he just stepped away from a moment and yeah, they just, he disappeared like a lightning crash or something and then they're like whoa where'd he go oh he was right by that open door so maybe he just stepped out of it. Literally a half step but to his right. But he comes in and you and and he is like the yeah, like I thought he was going to be some sort of magical creature. Oh, and he's decked out too. He's got the kilt. Yeah, I love. But he's in full regalia. He's got the flowing red hair. If 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 Scottish people were more of a minority, this would be the most racist portrayal of anything <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, um, this would be the most offensive mm-hmm. racist thing I've yeah. ever seen. Willie from The Simpsons is somehow more yes yes more official than Beamish is, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we learned that Duke is an atheist. I we mean, learned that in this episode. I mean, oh yeah, here's the weird he says thing. superstition, not religion. Yeah, here's well, the weird we know thing. what he means though. He says he says he doesn't believe in superstitions, and I and I wrote down but like. Remember when there were ghosts? Yeah. Remember you were there? Like, remember seeing those ghosts a few episodes back? <laughs> no worry about that. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, ah, this is nonsense. Nonsense that this storm would be caused by something. Also, hold on. Was it Flint or was it Duke? It was Duke. Yeah. Because Duke is dumb. I think Flint. <laughs> oh, well, are you calling all atheists dumb now, Chan? No, I'm he, saying it's because of his massive brain damage he gets in every episode. Yeah, oh. like Flint. Flint is like, I remember the ghosts. Maybe there's something to this. And Duke's like, No. <laughs> well, to be fair though, if I've been knocked into a coma as many times as Duke has, I'd probably stop believing in God too. Sure. <laughs> I'll just put that out there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so Beamer says the sword is causing the storm, and it's only going to get worse. And Duke's just. Let's not get crazy talking about the magic sword uh-huh. and the. Mm-hmm. Oh, we cut back to uh, uh yeah, Storm uh, Storm Shadow's kind of a pimp. He's just like strutting in. He's like, "Here's your dude," and Cobra Commander's like, "You're dead," and he's like, "No, I'm not." And uh, you know, Footloose calls Cobra stuff junk. Yep. Click, yeah. Click, click. It jammed. And then we get the scene. Uh, from the end credits. From the end credits. One of the scenes, one of many from this oh, episode. Oh, when he's running from the... When he chops the, chops uh, the pillar the in pillar. half. But did anyone else think it's a bad idea to cut a load-bearing <laughs> well, uh, pillar on like an underground... Does anybody wonder <laughs> why 7,000 pounds of stone fell on Footloose? He's like, oh, I got knocked out. There's a lot that of things true. in this episode. Like, I mean, I mean, here, count them up. So... Mm-hmm. A motorcycle falls. Well, first he gets dragged behind the motorcycle for an dragged, extended period but, of time. But then he gets crushed by it. He does get. He absolutely totally gets fine. crushed by it. Yeah. And he gets crushed by a bunch of rocks. Mm-hmm. At some point, uh, junkyard and mutt get crushed by a bunch of rocks. Yes, yes they, they do. And everyone, everyone gets in some sort of crazy monsoon-like water, which would one hundred percent kill anyone. Yep, yep, yep. So Fact. this is a pretty. This is a pretty unbelievable episode in those things not the not the sword magic the sword sword magic that's the fifth most crazy thing about this episode (laughs) is the magical storm causing sword at the bottom of a lake uh put it out there and destro wants that sword yeah (laughs) destro he's got a fucking boner for that yeah well it's because he he manufactures weapons and he's probably like oh bitch i could make so many of these but using science couldn't he create something that cuts pillars just as if not more efficiently than the sword excalibur i think part of this is we know that he he's a big guy on tradition because that's the whole reason he wears that mask correct so he's probably like oh i deserve to own this piece of history This piece of mystical, magical history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I'll go with that 100. percent Here I just reaffirmed right here. Spirit, quick kick, pairing, like, yep. yes. I I wrote this is right where I kind of love quick kick and spirit together. So I don't know what happened right after this scene, I but apparently it was awesome. Oh, is, is it the this. breaking leg scene? That's a little bit later on. There, I feel the presence of our friend. I think I feel a fish swimming around in my shoe. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fantastic. Because you got spirits using the force of yeah, all things. Yeah, that's what little... I, yeah. Spirit has a lot, has a lot well, of mysterious crap going on. It makes sense because there are lightsabers already in the episode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. using the force is not out of the realm. And then, you know, quick kick with the one-liners. Yeah. Pow, pow. Hey, everybody. I love it. Fish in my shoe. Ha, ha. Uh, so which one we get to Cobra Boats. Cobra boats are now attacking the town, which they must evacuate. And it is just poop central for the poor Joes in this one. All they were trying to do is set up this radar. They get to this town kind of in the middle of nowhere. It starts raining horribly. Yeah, which, by the way, uh, Flint, I forget who it was, but someone handed him a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. An uncovered cup of coffee. In the middle of a rainstorm. Middle of a monsoon. Like he's like, here, this will make you feel better. And I'm and all I'm thinking is that is immediately overflowing with watery coffee right now. <laughs> There's and, no lid. Well, we, we introduce well, one of my favorite characters is the little girl in town. Oh, and this we, demon girl. Now, okay, now because they show up in this town in the British Isles, we don't see him talking to too many of the populace. The one person we've heard them talk to is a racistly stereotypical Scottish guy. Uh-huh. And do you have a pull of this little girl's voice for me, Chan? This is so scary. There is nothing British about this girl at all. It's yep. because she's a demon. She mm-hmm. is straight from the bowels of hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. I would be like, oh my god, little girl. Can I would drown her when no later on in the episode. Oh my god. <laughs> well, there's enough rain going on. You probably wouldn't even just tell her to look up for a while, and it's over. <laughs> later in the episode, it's a little more clear that it's uh, um, it is an adult woman. Uh, voicing of that character because it gets like a little deeper, which then makes it even Still creepier. Worse, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank but, you for returning my cat. Now I will descend to hell. <laughs> it's the last piece of the Cthulhu puzzle I needed. It's like Queen Destro Anne. trying to do a little girl. <laughs> I would love to hear. Yeah, By Arthur Burkhardt is Destro. My favorite thing ever happens. When we see Destro sneezing. Oh, it's big. Well, so here's the deal. So there's a big fight that breaks out because Cobra's attacking the city by boat. I don't he, care about any of this. I just sees, care about Destro sneezing. He sees Storm Shadow fighting with his sword. He has his missile launcher. He's like, sorry, Dick. I want the sword. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to shoot him not that far away with a missile to the back of his chest. Mm-hmm. Or some people, I guess we call that their back, I guess. And then, yeah, he sneezes. Achoo. It's my favorite thing. Do we, ever. Do we have a poll for that, or uh, I feel like we need it at this point for Tina's sake. <laughs> also, this isn't how this isn't how like sneezing and colds work. It's a hundred percent of sneezing and colds. It doesn't just immediately start raining and then you're sick. I must have Excalibur, no matter what the cost. Shoo! <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, how is his plan gonna work? That he shoots him in the back and explode then- him. Yeah, and then the, it's well, an invisible sword, so we'll just go pick it up. Yeah, and let's face it. If you're going to try to take the sword Excalibur from Storm Shadow, you better fucking yeah, kill him. Yeah. really, really dead. I guess yeah. this is the only way to do it. But he's he's also kind of far away, so he would have to like shoot him. Hope that the sword doesn't get blown away. It's it's it's, it's, it's an invulnerable sword. I, I think I'm with Chan 100 percent on that yeah. one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's not like you're gonna walk up to Storm Shadow and be like, "Hey, dude, can I can I just see your sword for a sec?" <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm just gonna go ahead and walk off with your sword. Storm Shadow be like, "Oh man, you got my sword." 
Yeah. I don't that's know why he's true. southern all of a sudden, but I've just decided that he is. Oh man. Uh, and anyway, we find a cat in a tree, mutton junkyard. Yeah, more animals. Love it. Mm. Love this cat. Mm. Love junkyard. Mm. Gets the cat out of the tree, and then that missile, rogue missile, blows up basically everywhere that they're near. Yeah. The barn, the tree. I was not pleased with this because there was a there was a moment where I was like, okay, where is junkyard? <laughs> you don't see him for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then the cat starts trying to wake wake up Mutt. The cat's a hero. The so cat is starts a hero. licking his face to wake yep. him up, but junk I didn't see junkyard anywhere, so I was getting worried. That yep. cat well, was, should be. That cat was licking Mutt in a really inappropriate way. <laughs> Can I just go ahead and put that out there? That cat is awesome though. Like if like seriously, a real life cat having just experienced a missile blowing up True. Would, would run yeah. run the hell away. Mm-hmm. And that cat's like, no way. I'm going to wake up this G.I. Joe and then I'm going to be an honorary member of the G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. I'm going to join the Joe team. Yeah. What uh, what would you prefer other than the uh, licking in the face, right, to uh, wake him up? It's, it's would not... you like the cat to go and get an alarm clock, <laughs> set it, turn it on and go the way this episode's been going that wouldn't surprise me at all uh i'm just saying if you look at the way visually the cat licks mutt it's really extended and it's like gene simmons tongue like it's really really weird looking i don't recall yeah it didn't disturb you guys then the way it is so you guys at home you know what i'm talking about i just know that i love like we also see spirits bird what's his name freedom 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 he shakes the water off of him. So many good animal moments. Uh, speaking of great moments with animals, Wild Bill makes an appearance, and he is in his full-on, he's been on uppers, because he is ready yeah. to go. Yee-haw! Now this is what I call fire. Absolutely he love it. He loves and it. They, he starts just murdering people right and left, <laughs> and I'm just like, Hold he's going to turn his guns on the Joes. Get him out of here. I Get feel like I, I feel like I've heard this line before. Now this is pod <laughs> uh oh I believe this is the Star Wars episode of G.I. Yeah. Joe I believe that he is uh, a young Anakin Skywalker you think Wild Bill is young Anakin Skywalker I think that Wild Bill is part of the Joes in the same reason that like Dexter uh, is a serial killer who kills bad guys like I think that Wild Bill has has murder <laughs> has murder and rage in his heart oh we know this and this is his outlet like so that he doesn't turn it against the good guys, he he kills the bad guys, and this is how they keep him placated. Yeah, like, if they if he wasn't doing this for the Joe team, he would have a skin suit working in his basement. Yeah, right now. yeah, this is his outlet. They have they have redirected his murderous rage towards bad guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is at this moment one of the the Cobras blow up the dam. Flooding the town, which, you know, who builds a town at the bottom of, of, a, of a dam? Not a good idea. Uh, and then there are a couple of great animal moments happen. First off, I don't yes. know if you guys noticed, when the dam breaks, everybody looks up horrified, and the cat covers his mouth. Yes. Like, oh, Yes, no. I noticed that. That was amazing. <laughs> the cat, y- yes. I was, like, I, I was like, oh, my God, did that just happen? Yeah. Yes. Further proof that that is the familiar to the demon girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have surfing dog. As they're surfing on yeah. blocks of wood through the dam. Yeah. Dog, dog, dog. dog. And the cat goes dog. in his shirt. Dog, dog, dog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which like would not work in real life. That cat would scratch the shit out of that guy's chest. We could be wearing like Kevlar or something yeah. to protect him. I'm sure. Even then, it probably would still hurt like hell. <laughs> uh, the radar breaks at this point because, God willing, how it, the, if the radar survived this, I would start looking at this episode like it wasn't plausible. I am telling you, this is the part that no one should survive. No. No okay. one. So quick kick. Is about to fight Storm Shadow. He has put on a coat because it's raining out. Very appropriate. 
Didn't put on shoes. Nope. <laughs> Mind you, who did? Who needs to? Quick kick and Storm Shadow fights on like the parapets of this uh, Scottish castle. Mm-hmm. Quick kick falls conservatively sixty feet. He he should be dead. Everyone in this episode should be dead a billion times over. <laughs> Nothing breaks his fall at all. He lands just as a heap, as a sack of yeah. tomatoes. At least he broke on the his ground. Leg. At least he broke his leg for though. like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then then a uh, spirit comes over. And he Mr. Miyagi's that crap. Yep. All caps. I got Mr. Miyagi in my notes yeah, here. Yeah. He, he, like, he just Mr. Miyagi's it to the point where it's better than it was before. Yeah. He's dancing around. He's doing, like, breakdance moves. He's dancing spinning. in the rain. He's doing ice skating maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on. As we are talking about best team in the world. I guess you heard my owl call. Owl call sounded more like wounded chicken call. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it did. It funny. did sound like wounded chicken. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. But it sounded like hurt Asian but guy. But Spirit you know. is not the guy to be calling that out. The fact that he does, yeah, better. They're Boom. rubbing off on Primo each other. Team up. They're rubbing off on each other. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he miraculously just resets the broken leg. Yep, it would still be broken though. Am I crazy? Like, am I? Just... I mean, even when Mister Miyagi, Mister Miyagi's Danielson, his rib is still extremely wounded. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like he just rolled his ankle a little bit. Yeah, and even it, like, and even in the final fight scene, it's like Daniel can only he can't fight to his normal no yeah he can't stand on that God, he can't tricks. put any weight on that leg yeah he's he's so the fact that quick kick is just doing whatever means that spirits spirits a witch man well th- this comes uh, uh we get to the point right here where flint and duke start having moments too because everybody's just got Ugh. these duo moments where Ugh. flint just asks for something and then it just miraculously just keeps happening yeah like, wait a minute are we gonna miss this oh next time i'll fix his brain Nope. You know what? I have that written Dude. down too. <laughs> was, I, I loved that, but I also found it weird that they chose to do it a voiceover. So Pretty sure style. that was the first time we've ever seen. Yes, that. and he could have easily just said it under his breath. Mm. And I was like, that was a weird choice. Well, you got a writer here who probably hadn't seen any other GI Joes. Well, actually, like maybe what happened is they drew it, and yeah. then they were like, yeah. "Oh, we need an oh. let's let's get an extra joke in here," and they're like, "Ugh, we don't want to redraw the mouth." opening and closing so let's just make it a thought bubble you know what i think that makes all the sense yeah mm. except still weird well, still weird they find a secret entrance uh to the cobra base just you know where they are like just you do move a bush over and boom we're inside and then flint starts asking things like man if only batman would show up and give us a bat signal to the castle at which point quick kick pulls out a pair of si- uh, i'm sorry spirits uh magic knife that he keeps in his headband. Pretty and sure he, that wouldn't work. He carves Yo Joe into some tapestry yeah. and makes a bat signal. Mm-hmm. Pr- uh, pretty sure that wouldn't work. Also, I would have gone with a dick. Okay, would have helped. Yeah, yeah, that would have made more sense. Of like, yeah, that's quick kick. <laughs> well, if you look off in the distance, though, they're like, boy, we don't know where the castle is, and then they look over, and it's very clearly a castle in the distance <laughs> with a light above it. Yeah. Like, how did you not see the castle? Why did you need the Yo Joe uh, <laughs> signal? That's a little strange to me. And then we have Stargas. I don't know why I wrote Stargast. Apparently, yeah, because is that uh, a character name. All of a sudden, oh yes, um, Quick Kick Shurikens. He has magic stars oh, that yeah. uh, release gas mm-hmm. and explode. Yep, and explode yeah. multiple stars. <laughs> do do ninja stars normally do that? I was of the understanding they were just made of iron and had mm-hmm. no chemical properties whatsoever. I was thinking maybe mm-hmm. it's the door. Maybe the door lock did something. No, that was that was a special Shurikens. Then he says that he has only one Shuriken left. 
even though there's a whole shit ton of them on his suspender. <laughs> yeah, he's still wearing them. Maybe yep. the other ones are like decorative. Sure. Because <laughs> if you're only wearing pants and a single suspender, you, what you have is all sorts of extra storage room to put decorative things on. I mean, it's like there are some shirts and pants that have decorative buttons that aren't real buttons or decorative pockets that aren't real pockets. I hate those so much. Me too. I don't oh, like my them. God. They drive me crazy because I spend the entire time I'm wearing them. Like suits have those often where the pockets on the sides don't like, actually yeah. open. They're sewn shut. Yep. And I keep trying to put crap in there or put my hands <laughs> in there. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm wearing the suit. Are any of those combat gear like the sort of thing that you would take into a battle? <laughs> if I was curious. a G.I. Joe? Yes. <laughs> I would wear. I would, take, I would wear a suit I would into take battle. Decorative, uh, decorative ninja stars into battle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and so uh, another point that Flint they do it like four times, but Flint's like, boy, I wish this drawbridge would come down. Mm. Drawbridge. Now this to me seems like a perfect opportunity where you know the bridge layer could have been used. They could have blown up the bridge, blown too, up the door. Too much happening. They don't need it. This episode is packed, packed to the yeah. gills. People are already drunk from uh, <laughs> your uh, your word salad. So uh, they don't need extra. <laughs> we don't extra need extra bridge layers. Okay. Shots of bridge layers. That's a yeah. great point. Uh, but I think this this episode hits like many other GI Joe episodes. We've got two and a half minutes to go, and we are yep. far from the end. Yep. So let's just, just barrel through until we get it. Yeah. So the broad drawbridge comes down. Quick kick and storm shadow fight. Uh, Freedom makes his big appearance in the episode, like the fifth animal of this episode for yep. Gina's sake. Takes the sword away from Storm Shadow, mm-hmm. miraculously just knows to go drop it in the lake. And the, la- and the lady just like reaches her hand out, like she's like, right here. That's what she do. Okay, hit, hit me. Hit me. Come on. <laughs> go deep. Go deep. Hit me. Uh, and then Flint nails it again. Flint's like, boy, I wish this uh, uh, weather would clear up. Whoop, weather clears up. Mm-hmm. You and should then- go to Vegas. This is a good time to go to Vegas. That's yeah. right. <laughs> boy, I wish, I wish Double Zero would hit the roulette wheel yeah, right now. Yeah, he needs to what? ride this luck out. Mm-hmm. And then basically the episode kind of pitters to an end. Yeah, yep. I don't even remember how it ends. I don't either. I, just, <laughs> I ran out of note space. I said this isn't worth another. Yeah, worth I didn't another have page. any other notes either. Uh, every, the uh, the Joe uh, the uh, the Cobras, show up right. They all uh, yep yep. Oh right. And then uh, um, we need we need one more Beamish. <laughs> God damn it! But remember, you can get another radar system, and the town can be rebuilt. The important thing is, you got rid of them nasties up at the castle, and you returned Excalibur. Can we note for a moment yes. that all of those things could have been avoided if yeah. they just hadn't shown up at all? Also, yes. also, he's he's like, the town can be rebuilt. This several thousand year old Scottish town. Right, yeah. We can be put, rebuilt. Guys, we can put Stonehenge back together again. Just because yeah, like, you blew it up, it's not a big deal. Totally unconcerned with the fact that everyone on that island is now basically homeless. That's true, huh? They flooded the town. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> like, eh, who cares? Who cares? The town can be rebuilt. The important thing is it stopped raining. Am I right, guys? guys. <laughs> uh, and then. And it's course. just going to rain again tomorrow. It's London. <laughs> uh, yes. That is not so a little British. girl. She the 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 part that they had to cut out for time was where she just bit into the cat's head. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I just said, "You found her just like you promised." No, I will take her to hell. Just cho- <laughs> chomps that cat, chomps that kitten's head right off. Mm-hmm. That's disturbing. <laughs> she unhinges her jaw like a feral wolf. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just Ray, tragic. Just so you know, yes. 
Um, no wolves, not even feral wolves, unhinge their jaw. It fell That's right snakes. in the moment. That's snakes. <laughs> it fell right in the moment. Uh, I, I bet uh, in a werewolf movie somewhere, I probably saw that. Mm-hmm. Will you allow it? Say werewolf, not feral wolf. No. Probably. I, I'm just going to put it out there. I could eat a kitten's head without having to unhinge <laughs> my jaw. <laughs> yeah, we've Sound seen evidence. I, I, yeah. I believe this. I believe this. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've seen you at the Taco Bell. It's not pretty. Um, did we pass the Bechtel test today, Gina? We did not. I felt like we might with this one, just with the little girl. And no. I guess there were no other women in the episode besides I mean, the little unless, girl. Like, huh? Unless you count the meowing from Queen Anne. Oh, do we count <laughs> it? Back to her. We do not. We do not count the meowing. <laughs> I have a feeling that cat is a boy anyway, and she just gave it a, a Queen Anne name. Oh, poor yeah. boy. It's terrible. <laughs> Uh, so there's Excalibur, everybody. <laughs> we take the King Arthur legend and then make it better. I like this one. With ninjas. I love this one. I thought it was super fun. All, you know what really made the episode for me, besides all the Star Wars noises? We have to go back to MVPs of the show, Quick Kick and Spirit. Yeah. Their inter- if it wasn't for their interplay, I think the show falls a little flat. But mm. those two yes. really, like, I have a feeling yeah. that those two were so good, Gina might remember one of their names <laughs> at some point in the future. I'm, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> I'm not making any promises. I oh. still can't tell Flint and Duke apart. So uh, Duke's the blonde one. Flint's got a hat. I would have. I would have gotten that wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but anyway, guys, uh, go and hit us up on Facebook or Facebook.com/slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast. Give us a five star review on iTunes because we deserve it. One and we- stop it, you five stars. And now about how great I am. Five stars. Gina's great. Chance <laughs> gross. Ray's. I don't care. <laughs> Send. That's the kind of five-star review we want. And we'll read it on the air. We don't care. We have no shame. Yeah. <laughs> We're shilling for five-star reviews right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. So uh, that's basically it, everybody. Uh, I think I just gave you all the stuff we need. So individually on Twitter, you can find us. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And uh, next week, we're coming back with a two-part episode, everybody. Oh, shit. Very, very exciting. Is it written by that woman again? I do not know. <laughs> I don't think so. Good. But we'll find out next week. Is that like a little cliffhanger suspense? Now they'll come back. I mean, they can just look it up on IMDb. <laughs> Listen, Chan, you're ruining my moment here. Yes, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> oh, that's right. Have you not been listening to this podcast ever? <sighs> More than I should. <laughs> Good night, everybody. find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. 
So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.